good morning. Good morning again to everyone. I want to speak to you again about our function. Um, God has given us a core. And it's in the understanding of your core that you witness power. I was saying to one of my brothers yesterday that even when I try, you know, let me actually say this because PT spoke about purpose and I won't go too much into purpose, maybe on Tuesday. But purpose is more powerful than your faith. It's more powerful than your prayer life. Let me explain. So sometimes if you find yourself in the line of purpose, you can even doubt. But that doubt will not stop the effects of purpose. So a few weeks back, I've said because of the work, I've said we're going to have to do this because Pastor Toby has given us a target. Hope 22 is around the corner. So as part of our evangelism, we say, okay, we're going to do this. Now, leading up to the time, time is going, leading up to the time, what I'm expecting to come through so that we can do that, carry that thing out, last minute I'm hugely disappointed I received information to disappoint me in that area so now my mind is thinking all over the place and I say this to people I don't always share um, burdens with people because I understand that we're at a position as a family where we're trying to break into something so like I taught you last year especially to the leaders I said so make sure you interact with me Um, I said to the leaders that leaders must be shock absorbers problems or hard things must come to you but because you're leading people you must be able to absorb that pressure you must be able to absorb um, the responsibility that is weighty so there are things I don't even say to the brothers again is that because anyone's bad no because I understand that as a family we're pushing into something so I'm hugely disappointed on something and my mind is thinking how are we going to carry this out and life at the time that God is calling you to do something for him at the the point that purpose is calling out for you there will be other situations calling out there will be all kinds of debts there will be all kinds of payments to be made there will be all kinds of situations and these situations I'm even highlighting to you are situations outside of you. Talk about the situations you're trying to deal with in yourself. There'll be many things to make you almost exhausted before you've carried out what God wants you to carry out. And for me, I've always just believed that when you get back to a place of nothing, God's going to put you into a position where you have to speak. Um, I just want to make you understand something I've realized about my life. Again, most of you don't even know what situation I'm talking about, and that's fine. And I am not surprised when I'm messaged by Pastor Sam. Oh, we haven't heard from you in a while. We're going to hear from you tonight, surely. When I saw that, I received that with joy because I understand PT taught us a pattern, which I hope that you have not um, you have not become too big that you're no longer a student. He taught us when times 
when they got to into um, to situations when they didn't know what to do, he just picked up the mic and spoke. So now the word, um, I have to speak the word. Then the next day comes and I'm thinking in my room, I stay up in my room for long because I'm thinking, okay, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? Before I've woken up, I got a message from Josh. We've got this payment to pay today. And, I'm, and that's a minor that's a minor though but I'm just thinking it's like even before we can carry out what we need to carry out there's many things trying to take out then I think also and I'm going to say something well in advance now that I'll repeat at some point during this word I think when God sets up something yeah he sets up another person in correspondence to it Meaning, if God wants to do a work, let's say, in the professional world, there's a person he is raising to respond to that. Right now, that person seems like they're outside of it. But God is raising, just like he said in Psalm 2. Look, there was a nation where the kings were trying to um, break bonds from God. And God said, look, on another mountain, I have raised for me a king. That person may never have understood or known that God is raising them as a king, but God raises people as a correspondence to something else. I need you to hear these things. So I'm sitting here and the other day someone's messaged me saying, sir, I want to speak to you. I want to speak to you. And this is not someone that asks to meet with me every time. They don't ask to meet with me every time and it's fine. And I vowed this year that I don't really want to just meet with anybody. It has to be with reason. And they've come and they've done whatever they wanted to do. Now, they don't know what the frustration is with me. They come and they're like, here's a couple thousand pounds I want to sell. Yeah. And then at that point, you realize I couldn't have thought that this person will bring such when you look at them, when you think of, for someone to bring a couple thousand pounds, you're going to think they're into some kind of business, they're an entrepreneur. This is a professional. They come because a few weeks ago, what, hap what happened? The word was speaking. It was a Tuesday here, word was speaking. And they heard an instruction. God who prepares things outside of time so that it can be met in time. So she comes and says she wants to sow this. And now all of a sudden, because purpose told us that we need to do this to win souls, purpose made it its own duty to provide the resources for it. So when I say that purpose is more powerful than your faith, why am I sharing this word or why am I attempting to share what I was trying to say on Thursday to you again? Because your battle is to enter purpose. If you enter purpose, even your doubt cannot stop what purpose has determined to do. Do you understand that well, family? Purpose is the reason why a Belgium will grow. It's not about the frame of a Kingsley. It's not about what you know or do not know. Purpose is what's just going to make at every pivotal junction things will just add up and make sense. 
there will be a multiplication in this in that city in that nation in belgium there'll be a multiplication there'll be a multiplication in ireland why is it according to brilliance no it's according to purpose but for you to understand to get into the line of purpose that's why i now need to speak to you about calling because God calls you into purpose. Why have you ever considered why it's called calling? It means that you're not there, but you're being called there. Uh, uh, a man who was predestined to be a prophet, situations, cultures, tradition, namely tradition, called a Jeremiah into the office of a priest when destiny called him into being a prophet. I want to speak to you from here. So God at some point had to, the Bible says that the word of the Lord came to me and it called Jeremiah out of the function of a priest because it's like it, but it's not it. So as far as Jeremiah stays in the office of a priest, there will be some responses that he will be looking from God. And he will not have it because God's, God's supply is only found on the line of purpose, in the line of your calling. So what we want to do in mornings like this is we want to become more and more sure of the calling over our lives. You must be more sure that you are a billionaire, not because you have it, but because purpose will demand it of you. And this is the problem because sometimes when it looks like things are not responding the way you would want it to respond, you start to doubt your calling. And when you doubt your calling, you start to step out of purpose unintentionally. And the problem is when you step out of purpose, you will start having to replace the function and the power of purpose with hard work and it doesn't work. You will start to sweat. You will get frustrated. You'll be thinking, why am I producing lower than I should do? It's because somehow you despised or you doubted your calling. And because of that, you came out of purpose. So like I was saying of that sister, that sister, I can understand that God wants to bring her into a place that we may not understand even in days to come, weeks to come. But a time will come where we'll see why that seed was important. Because God knows that when he wants to raise something, he raises things in correspondence to it. Are you here with me? So our case study, therefore, and I was saying to some people that my study in scripture has to be Paul now. Paul was a man that he said that of a Pharisee, he was a Pharisee. He said he boasted that he was of the Benjamin tribe. He boasted of many things that was of credible, it, it was credible to be known as such person in that time. He boasted of all these things. And then he got to a place that he said, look, but in order to know Christ, in order to know himself, because the more I know Christ is the more I know me. The more I get into the word, the more I get into knowing, understanding the leadership set over my life, which is the Christ. The more I understand him, the more I start to understand myself. So he said that, you know what, all these credentials, I'm going to consider them as a loss so that I can know. So that I can know Christ. 
So the conversation that I want to start off today with the wealth family, a topic that I need you all as individuals, a reminder to what I said to you on Tuesday. Prosperity is not a community thing. Don't deceive yourself. I've shown you scriptures. As much as I love a Tomiwa, I cannot force her to prosper. I can only present her the case. And she will have to make up her own decision. You see, in making up her own decision, she cannot look at if she's lacking, God forbid. She cannot blame any one individual. Well, family, I need you to listen to me. You cannot blame anyone. You cannot blame a demon. You cannot blame a witch. You cannot blame um, the background you're coming from. You cannot blame the wrong that a person may do to you. You are held responsible for your own life. You see, at that point, when you start to understand that, when you understand that the power to be is in your own hands, you won't lack. Because then you won't be somebody, like I said of Eve, blaming things that are not human. The fallen man always blames things that are unaccountable. Do you understand these things I'm saying to you? I need you to understand all of these things as a basic. So for myself, I'm not going to say I'm not smart enough to lead. The Bible showed me that the word is able to make wise the simple. So there's no room to say that this cannot be. Was David by nature or by blood of royal descent? No. How did he learn these things? Guess what? The core he took responsibility over. What was the first point of core? Because we'll talk about David at some point, either today or in days to come. David's core was first his father saying to him, go and be a shepherd over this flock. That was the first core. So let me rewind a bit. So the, the main topic of focus I want us to look at is when Paul began to say, I have become all things to all people. We've read this scripture before. We've, um, we've done the reading of the Bible. We've done all of these things. And, you know, if you're not looking for it, you'll skim past this. You'll read past it quickly. But in itself, that comment was very, very powerful. Again, Paul saying, I have become all things to all people. Now, in order for us to rightly understand, correctly divide up that scripture and make it applicable to us, we must understand the context of why he said that, the context around why he was able to make such statement. Maybe read from, um, what scripture are you at? 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse Read from verse 1, actually. So again, my advice is that every single person, do you want to prosper? Take these words. Do you want to see the power of God being done through your life? And when I was talking about your sister, why I said that doubt is not powerful enough when you get in the line of purpose is because sometimes we can doubt having seen God respond to you like this before. 
I was saying again to one of my brothers, I was saying to him, look, there was a time that I came to a Tuesday service here and there were certain things I needed to sort out. Again, I had not mentioned it to people. And I sat down and I just believed I had a faith. So imagine I've given you an example of a doubt. Now I'm giving you an example of a faith. I sat down here thinking that, you know, when I speak, something will change. In fact, I think it was the day that I actually said, okay, let, let me not get the day wrong. Let me not get the day wrong. But one day I was sitting here and by the time I finished, my mind is thinking, okay, someone's going to come up to me and give me something. Yeah, nothing. So that night was one of the early wrap-ups. You know, usually we could stay here for long. We could chill. Was, we wrapped up early. And I decided to go upstairs. Uh, people thought, I'm just going to rest. I was just, <laughs> you know, when you have certain situations dealing with you, and especially when you're in a position of leadership, where it's like your faith carries, every, carries everyone. It's important that I made that point because that's where you have to evolve to as a leader your faith carries your people you take responsibilities i'm upstairs and then i get a message and it's like oh boss can i see you <laughs> just rolling in bed you know you know when i'm rolling like this i get a message saying oh boss can i see you and i'm thinking i'm in bed but i didn't even know the person was still in the house and long story, they came and they were like, oh, I just feel like I need to solve this. And we're able to pay for things. So when PT says things that you can be thinking of something and then it comes, I realize that's a function of a man who's in purpose. So what we have to be looking for, guys, is how do we become that man? Or how do we find ourselves there? Because if not, again, you will replace your brilliance with the power of purpose you'll be forced to replace hard work with the power of purpose. But God needs us in the line of purpose. So read from verse 1. I'm looking for something. Let's see. Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Mm -hmm. Are you not the result of my work in the Lord? Even though I may not be an apostle to others, surely I am to you. For you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. This is my defense to those who sit in judgment on me. Look, look at Paul's attitude. Paul and maybe get the scripture, um, Galatians 2 verse 8 ready. Paul was first of all almost bringing a case forward as to why he believed and why the people should believe he was called as an apostle. Because if you're ever going to function effectively, you must be sure of who you're called to be. Sometimes people will take it and um, understand it as um, arrogance. No, it's faith. It's faith that Abraham will one day get up and say that I am now called Abraham. He was calling himself the father of many nations. It may come across arrogant. But until he was sure of who he was, until he had made up and he had created an atmosphere where he would be called nothing but the father of many nations, he cannot function in the place of God's purpose. 
So Paul is trying to tell here now the Corinthian church, I believe. He's trying to almost bring up a case why he believes he's an apostle. Because everything that you are, there will be reasons for you to also doubt that you are. It's like Pastor Toby telling us that we're going to be the leaders of the new Europe. I want you to have this in your mind because the world is on reset. They will destroy themselves. It will almost look like this situation wrapped up easily. But each thing will herald another. They will keep destroying themselves until God is ready and he gives us the opening to take that position. So now when we're saying that we are the leaders of a new Europe, it looks far-fetched. It looks far. It looks like it's impossible because if you're not careful, if you're not looking at the word, you're going to look more intently at yourself and you're only going to see your limitations. Paul had reasons to believe why he may not also be an apostle. Or there will be times where he would believe, he will almost believe if he's not careful if he was not sure he will almost believe the doubts of people of him being an apostle why because he once persecuted the church he did what opposed the church but let's keep reading let's see what the bible says go on don't we have the right to food and drink look at what paul now starts to name you see this i'll actually tell you because i don't actually tell you all the time when i'm sharing codes this is a code Imagine he's trying to establish to both himself and his hearers why he's an apostle. And he goes to verse 4 saying, don't we have the right to food and drink? This is a code. Look at what verse 5 says. Don't we have the right to take a believing wife along Don't we with have a right to take a believing wife along with us as do the other apostles, the Lord's brothers and Cephas. Peter, verse 6. Or is it only I and Barnabas who lack the right to not work for a living? Verse 7. Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat its grapes? Who tends a flock and does not drink the milk? Do you understand this here? No. So God actually wants you to enter a place of finances. But you see, for you to enter that function, which is a purpose... The thing that establishes you are the rights that you relinquish. There are things that you, are, you have the right to. But by reason of core and purpose, you deny yourself of certain things. God started to teach me why it was December 2017. He spoke to me and he said that a prophet must eat first. You know... I'm, it must be fed. I'm just looking at the things God has been saying to me over the years and my lack of understanding, the cultural boundaries that I'm stuck in made me misunderstand these things. That if I had understanding of these things, maybe there'll be a greater result. But then we also appreciate time and patience and having to learn so that you can actually know what you're meant to do. December 2017, he said to me, you're not allowed to buy things for yourself. Now then, that could have been understood because 2017, I don't think I had money. But then what happens for you to stay effective in your calling? You must remember these codes. 
these inner counsels that to your neighbor they may be completely fine God has no issue with it it's not like God's going to say because they do it or because you don't do it I will bless one more than the other it's the counsel of God to your heart what is God saying to an Elohim that maybe a Kida may not have to do the counsel of God that makes you relinquish certain rights again Paul was trying to establish to himself and to the people why he was an apostle and he didn't go to say that I did this miracle he didn't go to say that I speak this well he spoke first go back maybe to verse 3 again or verse 4 he went verse 4 he went back and started to say the rights he relinquished that was what made him powerful he says don't we have the right to food and drink carry on reading for me don't we have the right to take a believing wife along with us so for us to fully understand when he said i have become all things to all people we must understand the context around what he said around this statement and what we had to see was what he relinquished the things he denied himself over to the point that carry on reading go to anyway just keep reading maybe i'll find the scripture go on as do the other apostles and the lord's brothers and cephas yeah or is it only i and barnabas who lack the right okay it'll be too far at some point we'll read it but not now at some point you will see that paul got to a place where he started to say that he even bears the marks it's not in this verse but he bore the marks in his body of the things that he suffered so i was saying to people yesterday Paul saying that I, I bear the marks of an apostle in my body it's like someone saying today if you're caught up by the governing office of finances of H or HMRC they call you up to court or if the world calls you up to court if the church calls you up to court you'll be able to say you can see you can see physically you can see it's visible. The things that I've endured to keep this work going. You know, it's only until you get there do you certify to both you and your hearers that you are who you are. Paul, when trying to establish his core, he didn't go into talking about miracles. He spoke about the rights the things that he had, he was entitled to, but he denied himself over. Why? Because of the responsibility of the core. So now let's look into scripture. Go, uh, I want you to go back to verse 19. I want you to go to verse 19. And let's just read where he says, because our focus is around the statement, I have become all things to all people powerful statement go for it though i am free and belong to no one i have made myself a slave to everyone yeah. to win as many as possible to the jews i became like a jew to win the jews to those under the law i became like one under the law though i myself am not under the law so as to win those under the law to those not having the law i became like one not having the law Though I am not free from God's law, 
Mm. But I'm under Christ's law. Yeah. So as to win those not having the Please, law. Please, again, I asked you when we started this word to forget everything so that you can really hear. Because I've just given you a template so that you can understand everything else I'm saying. What was the template? He made a statement. But for us to fully appreciate that statement, we must understand the context around that statement. Yeah? So look at this. Carry on reading. To the weak, I became weak. To win the weak. Have you seen what he keeps saying? It's almost like an equation. The becoming of something in order to win. Again, you've seen it more than two, three verses now. He says, to the Jews, I became like the Jews in order so that I can win. Yeah? Okay, carry on reading. Go on. I have become all things. I'll make it very simple to, uh, this morning, but I need it to be that when we leave here, we understand what the word is asking from us. To the weak, I became weak, yeah? To win the weak, I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. Verse 23. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that, that I, I may share in its blessings. Carry on. Do, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? So, you know, sometimes we isolate this part to then speak about discipline, and discipline is actually what he's talking about here. An athlete has the right to food like another human being. But in order to win, if he wants to talk about why he won, if a boxer wants to talk about why they won their fight, have you noticed that in their post-interview, they will start to speak about their training? They're not going to talk about their, their abnormal frame. They talk about their abnormal training. The discipline they put themselves through, the things they denied themselves. I've seen boxers who say after a fight, they're trying to ask maybe the interviewers or yeah, the interviewers are asking them, oh, are you going to fight this next person? And almost, almost all of them say, I don't know. I'm going to wait. I need to get back to my family. You realize they were denied the rights to their family even. Oh, I wish you heard what I just said. They were denied, they denied themselves the rights to their own family so that when they are competing, they are not competing aimlessly. Their goal is to win. You know the church compete but not to win. And how do you know that the church competes to, um, um, and not to win? You can tell by their discipline. The church does not deny themselves of anything. The church, as we have known it, they are asking God to give them everything they ever wanted. But God is saying, you know, if you denied your son, Hannah, maybe you will have a son. If you denied yourself of certain things, Abraham, maybe you have the things you're asking yourself for. So I almost saw a trend, having looked back at my life, that it was almost the things that I denied or I didn't want that started to come my way. 
this was what will affirm you as a man of God, as a woman of God. So the problem is, is that when you start to grow in power, all of a sudden you're the chief amongst people. All of a sudden you have the cards. All of a sudden you have the money. You have the ears of people. You have the authority. The problem is that makes you no longer the apostle to a generation is that you take on everything because you believe and you know you have the right to everything. But the man that is the apostle, the one that will come with a message that will change a generation denies themselves of the things that they know that they are entitled to. So look, this scripture was not out of the blue. He started to speak. If a person, if an athlete is going for the win, there has to be denial. Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Then he starts to, because he, now he's concluding his statement of everything he has said before. He says that, Tomoa, you are to run in such a way. Josh, you are to run in such a way. There's a way you must run. It's not just about running. There's a way you must win souls. There's a way you must evangelize. It's not just talking to people. You should run in such a way. What is that way? You know, in order to get the crown, the crown cause demands a certain type of run. That's what we call purpose. You don't understand the things you have to go through until you reach the end. Are you sure you're hearing what I'm saying to you? You don't understand fully why, sorry that I have to say this, but boxers are even married, even though they're married, they are encouraged to stay away from sexual acts with their wife so that they can be more effective to win. Because the goal of the boxer is not to go into the ring and just say, I'm fighting. The goal is to win. You will not win unless you run in such a way. That's one of my first points today. But carry on reading. Let's look at everything. Go on. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. Do you see that? So he was trying to he was trying to confirm to them why he has accepted because what Paul was showing them from verse 1 was the the life, the hard life that he submitted to. Again, Paul was so powerful that he can demand anything he wanted. I need you to I need you, I need this emphasized to you. He could have had anything he wanted. But he says that look, anyone that is after certain things, give me the scripture again. It says anyone who competes in the game goes into strict training. Now they do it to get a crown that won't last, but carry on reading for me. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Yeah. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. This is the word to the wealth family. Therefore, we should not run like someone running aimless. So I need to be able to sit down with a corridor and I ask him, what is the goal? What's the end goal of this? If I sit down with Akida and Akida says, I've been able to bring another 200k. I'll, my conversation, I may not say it audibly, but the conversation is just to understand, Kida, what's the goal of this? Because if the goal is to just win more money, you will not have it. Because in order to have something, you must deny yourself of it. 
I knew you wouldn't have heard me. The way things work in this life, if you're really going to have it. So for example, uh, Elon Musk did, was it the PayPal? I think he won from that fight with his aim to win. Do you know what he won? Won. 180 million. In order to have the finances or the status of the world's richest man today, that 180 million could not take him there. He had to deny himself of that. You know, most people, if they had not had in mind purpose, they would have tapped out and settled at 180 million. Why? Because it's 180 million. But there was a status that God wanted to give Elon. And Elon will hear a counsel in his heart. He does not need to sit on Sunday in church because the word of God is able to come to anybody for the word of the Lord came to me Jeremiah kept there's no witness that somebody heard what the word said to Jeremiah it's only Jeremiah that will begin to say the word of impossibility which is the word of God that was said to his heart how does a man see 180 million and put it away to a point that he has to still beg that's a man that has heard. That's like Abraham who had waited all his years for a son. And then he heard in his heart, his wife did not hear it. But he heard in his heart, go and sacrifice. The things that you deny yourself over is what will take you to the next realm. So we denied ourselves of youth revival. We had sold everything that we were into it. Denied ourselves of youth revival. Then God's word came. Now I know that you fear me. And instead of you just leading here, I will give you Europe. Let's carry on reading. You will hear this in time to come. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. Yeah. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave. So that after I have preached to others... I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Maybe find me a few translations of this 27. It says, no, I strike a blow to my body. I discipline me. I understand all that I will become is how I afflict myself. No, I strike. Um, there's one translation that I tell, what my, I tell my body what to do, not, not what it wants or something along the lines of that. I read it the other day. I hope it's not a different scripture. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave. So that, so you see, Paul at this point spoke as if the body is something different. Who was speaking? He said, he said that I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave. If a person thought that their body was them, they can't make themselves a slave to themselves do you understand what I mean so who was speaking here the call of Paul the call of Paul knew that like Christ I hope that I don't confuse you with this remember in Hebrews Christ actually said a body you prepared for me so he knew that the duty of when you start to hear the word from a pastor Obi to all the leaders to a pastor Toby, what that's meant to do is make you know who you are. Then you will know how to discipline this body to bring out into fruition what 
desk mat is meant to do. Have you got a translation? Go on. What translation is this? The Living Bible. The Living Bible. Go on. Like an athlete, I punish my body, treating it roughly, training it to do what it should. Training it. I think this is the scripture. I I treat it harshly. I punish it. Telling it what it should do, not what it wants to do. Read it again for me. Go on. Like an athlete, I punish my body, treating it roughly, training it to do what it should, not what it wants to. Do you see that? So you see, when money comes to your hands, sometimes pause. Because you will see the body try to speak as well. The body will tell you what it wants to do. Leadership, purpose, core, disciplines you and tells you what it should do. So if someone comes and says, oh, here's 5K, I'm not thinking about the things that I want to do. Purpose has already told me what it should be doing. And each little obedience that you adhere to permits you to the next level. This is the reason why I said that this year, if there's anything you should cherish is leadership. Because it's under the power and you do know, look, many of you message me. And many of you don't hear my response to that two weeks later. I'm not trying to hold people down. So if we're talking about leadership, I'm not talking about um, um, the suppression of Pastor Obi or the oppression of Pastor Obi to people. No, it's, do you hear what the word is saying? If you hear what the word is saying, if you're in line with that, you will enter a new place of power. It's inevitable. Your faith even can't stop you there. Your doubt even can't stop you there. You've aligned yourself with purpose. Galatians 2. I want to take this slow so that you understand this. So these are the things we're trying to get to. We want to understand. So remember what I said to you. Paul, in trying to affirm to the people his calling, did not say, oh, did you know I did this miracle? I would have thought that's what you would go and say. Because the ordinary man cannot perform a miracle. Is that true? No. Um, It depends what you call a miracle. So, like PT always gives the illustration, there was a time that malaria was so powerful and undiscovered that if someone had malaria, it killed them. Then guess what? At some point, people grew, men grew, faced that problem and created um, a way out for a person who contracted malaria. To the person that has malaria, that's been given this medication, would they not call that a miracle? So an ordinary man can perform a miracle. Do you know what an extraordinary person does that an ordinary man can't do? They deny themselves of certain things. I've said this before, yeah, and I'm not trying to make this inappropriate or funny. Hear me. What separates man and an animal, yeah, is the image of God set on man. But not only that, I said to you that 
the man is spiritual. Do you remember when I said to you that a man has rights compared to animals? So an animal, if aroused, it doesn't matter where they are. They don't hide to have sexual intercourse because there's no need for ritual. For a man and a woman that's decent, they're not going to, in an open space, carry out that same thing. If they do, that's what makes them an animal. An animal, if it wants to wash itself, can wash itself publicly. They don't understand spirituality and they don't have rights. Do you understand the spiritual rights I'm talking about in this case? But a human being, unless you're wild, you hide yourself to wash yourself. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So these things that we're looking at, guys, God is trying to get us to a place of understanding so that we can really function. But let me just leave that for now. You understand why I've said that. I've already given a reason, but you will understand more. Galatians chapter 2, verse 8, to further affirm what I'm saying about Paul confirming to himself his calling. Go on. For God who Maybe was read from verse 7. On the contrary, they recognized that they had they recognized that I had been entrusted with the task of preaching the gospel to the uncircumcised, just as Peter had been to the circumcised. For God, who was at work in Peter as an apostle to the circumcised, was also at work in me as an apostle to the Gentiles. James, Cephas, and John, yeah. those esteemed as pillars, gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship when they recognized the grace given to me. I'm trying to show you here with Paul that it's not because, it's not until now that we're focusing on Paul. Why are we focusing on Paul? Paul turned over the world. Took, I believe, like a quarter of the world or however big. Now we have to ask ourselves, how did he come out with that result? And that's why we have to look, hone in on the life of Paul. Now, when we're looking at the life of Paul, look at what we've noticed from the little scriptures I've given you, the few scriptures I've given you. Paul just seems to always try to affirm his calling. It's like he's just got a habit of trying to confirm to himself and to the people around him that he's really called. Because everything, your power is in that. If you allow your community, if you allow your parents, if you allow your semen shortness or lack today to discourage you from knowing your calling, you won't be able to function. You won't be able to carry out your divine expression. So this is the reason when you hear me speak, I'm constantly saying we're called to Europe. I don't care if you don't see it. I'm affirming to me my calling. And anyone that dares to believe alongside with me, you will see this divine expression expressed in and through us. So look at Paul. Paul again says, For God who was at work in Peter as an apostle to the circumcised was also at work in me as an apostle to the Gentiles. So I started to say to you of Paul, Paul understood the specificity of his call. Him understanding, because you see, we grew up in churches 
where you hear this man's a prophet and nobody was able to define what a prophet does. All a prophet is is that he can tell you what you ate. What does that mean though? When God called Jeremiah a prophet, he said, I've called you, I've raised you, I predestined you as a prophet to the nations. He told them his place of work. So when you're looking at why do we have houses and have names to certain houses, it's so that you can understand the specificity of your call. If you don't understand that, if you don't understand that God has called us to be wealthy, if you don't believe that, you will not see the power that brings us into it. Because there's a power that works. Paul later said, you know, Paul was a very interesting man. I dare you to go and look at his readings and read it with a clear mind. He would say things like there's a work, there's a power. God can only work according to the power that is at work in us. So the outside doubt nullifies the power of God that is in you. So Paul actually had to say to his son, Timothy, he said, do not neglect. He says, fan to flame the gift. Do not allow anyone to doubt. Listen, for a man to say to his son, do not allow the elders, do not despise yourself because of your youth and all of these things. He can only say what he's experienced. He can only say the things that he knew that was able to make a man as powerful as Timothy a nobody. He had to warn him around it. He's, you also see that. Where did Paul get that from? God. God had to tell Joshua, be bold and courageous. Because according to Joshua and who he was to Israel, he was nobody. He was nobody. The servant of a man is usually highly despised. Greatly despised. If your duty is helping clean a room, it looks like a despised role your protocol you're helping with little things it looks like a despised role but before God a man that can be un a man that denied him uh, now I've gone ahead of myself a man that has denied himself in order to serve is the man he's looking for so do you understand what I've just said to you so you can be your own man Khalil I don't even know the last time I called you Khalil you can be your own man but you choose like um, Christ said to Peter when you were younger you went where you went where you wanted to go you dressed yourself as you please but when you're older when you're of maturity someone else will lead you others will dress you you chose to make yourself nothing according to men and this is why Paul says I want you to look at your calling look at your calling not many people noble according to this world they don't see someone that is cooking as anyone important but you deny yourself in order to serve others they don't see the person that is controlling the sound but you deny yourself in order to serve a purpose of pastor obi being able to preach to people that identity that you have taken of denial is the reason why god will use you it's not even your listen i can call you emotional it's not even your emotions it can't stop you because you're in the line of purpose purpose is more important to god than your own flaws but the problem is is if you allow outside things to deny you of the place that gives you entry into purpose you will have to use labor and labor still won't bring you to the place where god intercedes for you so i look at i look at 
else, he gives X amount. But he has to deny himself of certain things, even though he has the money to spend. It's that position that God looks at and says, this will be the next leader. So imagine, ask yourself again, because we read the scripture that Paul said he had to punish his body because his body will always want to do what it wants. But it's core and the understanding of core that is able to say to the body what it should do. So you should look at how you respond when things come into your hand. I sat down because this is the way we conversate. I sat down with a pastor Ashley and I was like, you know this house is not a house for comfort though. This house can't be a house for comfort. So for me, I'm constantly going to work with my team, um, Pastor Tomo and so, and I'm just going to say, we need to find a way for this house to be more of a center than it comfort. Because if this becomes my settlement, we deny ourselves of God's power. Sat down with Pastor Ashley and was like, yeah, we got you your car and brilliant. You have a car, but you understand when I had a car, I can fit everyone in that car. We can carry everyone. That's not from the days of the G-Wagons. That's from the days of the Astra. That's from the days of the, um, I was, people were laughing at me yesterday because I said Bimmer, the BMW, in case you don't know what Bimmer is. From that day, from those days, it's fitting everybody for a purpose. So I understand a pastor actually can see me as her husband, but there's times that I function as her pastor. And I understand that her attitude cannot limit her. No, you don't understand. I know the things that I need to bring her into that will key her into a place of purpose where things will happen. So I'm saying, you see that car? It can be used for anything. That car will be our Uber. That car will carry the whole world. We'll do all of these things. If she can hear what I'm saying and deny herself because the car is actually hers. If she can deny herself, she will be ready for the next level of power. Why do I say these things? If you think I'm in a position of this understanding or this money comes to me because I'm brilliant, you're deceiving yourself. It's not because we became um, um, without flaws. We became people without flaws that we have what we have. No, there were certain things in our lives that demanded a certain denial. And there we entered into another level. So I, I, I speak to certain people and I'm like, you see, you have the power to excommunicate people. We will see if you understand at this point, in order to welcome someone, because we're still getting there, in order to welcome someone, you have to deny what you think. Let me just leave that. You know, God's testing everybody. Let me just, in case you don't know. You have to sit down and think, in what area is God testing me? Or in what, God, in what way is God disciplining me so that I can enter what he has for me? That's why I tell you guys, you see how we treat one another? It's of greatest importance to God, how you treat each other. But let's leave that. Galatians 2 verse 8, you've read that. So read verse 8 again for me. Go on. For God, who was at work in Peter as an apostle to the circumcised, was also at work in me as an apostle to the Gentiles. So what I wanted to show you here was that Paul started to grow in understanding his core. 
namely the specificity of his core. I keep using that word because I need you to now start thinking, what I'm doing, do I understand what is, what's being required? Because just saying I'm a pastor is too vague. So if I say that someone like an Aram is going to be a pastor, I'm not saying it because of sentiment. We don't talk like that for me to say, oh, it's because of sentiment. It's not even because um, I know she's under Pastor Enrique. The reason why my heart says that she's going to be a pastor is because I now see a growing demand in the area of soul winning across the nations. Now it's to raise a person for that. It's upon that that we say she's a pastor. So this is why I said to the leaders that now every name you're given, tell me your reasoning. Because if not, what we start to do before when we were immature, what we start to do, and that's not saying anyone's ordination was not spirit-led. I believe everyone's ordination was spirit-led. But if we're not careful, then it's like every opportunity of a ordination, we're trying to get as much people ordained. It's not for that purpose. Is what's the work? Why? Do you understand that? So Paul understood the specificity of his call and this understanding brought him to the need, brought, brought him to a place where there was a need for him to, uh, how do I say this now? He will have to change the, the, the elements of his approach. This is where I want to now start getting into a part of the word. The fact that he knew that he was called to the Gentiles, yeah, brought about a need for him to change the very elements of his approach. What does that mean? Remember that I said that Paul, maybe you'll find me that scripture as well. Paul used to say things like, I am a Pharisee of the Pharisee. I'm, I'm of the tribe of Benjamin pertaining to the church or pertaining to this zealously persecuting all of these things but you see at that point he was functioning how do I say this now um Paul believed that he had a responsibility to keep order the order was at that point there was a way he thought church or God or the worship of God was to be as a Pharisee. So he was not the one hiding in the synagogues. He was the one going from city to city to maintain order by persecution. Did you hear what I've said? Let me repeat. Paul was the one that went from city to city, homes to homes, and he used to persecute the church of God. Because he believed that what they were worshipping or how they were worshipping or the conversations about Jesus Christ was blasphemy. So as a Pharisee, he was not just the person sitting behind the pulpit if there was a pulpit. He was very zealous so he would go out. He would go out and he would try to maintain order by the persecution he brought to the church. What I'm trying to highlight to you was that he was already functioning in a form of his core but he wasn't in his core do you understand that then he had revelation that's why we started off with the prayer that we will be given the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we may know him better because before revelation you'll be carrying out a function that is similar to your core but is not 
before Moses had the revelation of God, he tried to liberate his brothers. It was the form of his court. But until he has revelation of a burning bush, he cannot know his court. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So here, Paul finds himself, Paul is at a position whereby God needed to reveal himself to him so he can understand his function. And as he was, before he had this revelation, his approach did not accommodate the Christian faith. When he came to know that God specifically raised him to be an apostle to the Gentiles, who were the Gentiles? People who were considered pagans. They did not even... Imagine he was fighting people who responded, who still believed in God, but they believed in God through Christ. But his core was to reach out to people who their gods were Zeus. Their gods were Artemis of, the, um, of Ephesus. Uh, you know, the problem is I'm, I'm trying so hard to get you guys to understand this. God was positioning him or trying to get him ready to reach out to a world that was far from God. And for him to get there, God had to reveal himself to him. And when he knew the specificity of his core, the details, when Ibi knows the details of her core, she will realize the elements of her approach that she will need to change. Because as a Pharisee, there are mental blocks that will stop him reaching. So for you to understand that, scripture showed us that the message of reaching out to the Gentiles was first given to Peter. Peter was meant to reach out to the Gentiles first. You remember the famous story when the heavens opened and a blanket full of different animals came. And God said, kill and eat. And even though God was giving them a revelation, I think the end of the revelation, God says, do not call unclean whatever I have called clean. That was his commission to reach out to the Gentiles. Imagine that great, so great a revelation was nullified by the traditions that Peter upholded. Peter in his mind had certain things, his approach to people. So do you remember that Paul got to a place where he had to rebuke him in front of people because to the Gentiles, he will bend. But when he sees the Jews, he will change himself back to them. His approach, he couldn't change it. And that's what limited him. So you see, Peter was namely the leader of the apostles. Upon him, Christ said he will build his church. But God gave Paul more as an example to us than Peter. Because Peter was limited in his ways. Now, why is this the topic I believe that God is speaking to us? Why did people lose people at times? Why did the church lose people that we should never have lost? We did not understand the depths of our calling the details of our calling because if we did we would have known that there were certain basic principles or basic elements that would need to be changed so that we can have a new approach so i always give this example we were in a cultural church cultural 
that said things like you could not wear a hat in church. And I remember someone that was always coming to youth revival then. And we had he turned his he turned away from youth revival because he came to church because he, with a hat on simply because he didn't have a trim. But this stupid Ghanaian culture, yeah, Ghanaian culture tells you that you could not wear hats in church and because that was all we were exposed to sorry Sharon because that was all we were exposed to we actually believed that it was wrong for him to wear a hat in church we thought it was disrespectful so we're at the back of the church as those who maintain the order and we're saying to him no you have to remove your hat and this guy was like a little brother to me and he was like no 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 and eventually because he didn't want to expose his the fact that he didn't have a haircut he chose to walk out if we understood that the call to reach out to young people was more than tradition we would have changed our approach of that hat in order to win him i want i want you to remember what i showed you that paul kept saying that i became like this in order to win then he went into talking about athletics and trying to get a crown what was he simply trying to win? Not a crown, not, a, not money. He was trying to win people. The winning was people. The winning was a generation. And that's why Paul said, I have become all things so that I can win some. So think about the things you are not able to bend in your own life because of your cultural standings. Have you heard a woman that says that I can't just talk with this person anymore because I just don't like. They have a way of thought and they're not able to bend in order to win that person. You think about the things you set up as your laws. You, you say, uh, so I remember I always use Anna as an example. Anna, I remember the day I had to sit down and consider Anna. Sorry that I'm using you as an example. I had to consider Anna. Anna is someone that can blatantly argue with you in front of everyone. Like she could just argue with you. She's grown now, but them times you remember, you walk into, I remember walking into Heartsmead one day. I think she was arguing with, uh, with Deanna, I think it was, one day. And even me, I was like, oh, these, are the two, these are the same people arguing. I don't want to get involved. <laughs> I don't want to get involved. I just walked off. But you see, let me explain something. Someone would have said her attitude is something I'm not willing to take and shut her off, for example. But they would have lost the opportunity to win her because they were not willing to bend. I need you guys to hear this because this is now how we're going to post Hope 22, how we're going to win people. You must be willing to bend. You see, the problem is now, when I'm saying you must be willing to bend, that's not the talk of compromising. So you have to understand why I'm taking this slowly. It's not compromising. You must be willing to bend. It's simply you understand that, hey, if in this case I had to become like a Jew, in order, my goal is to win the Jew. So I'm going to become like them. So that we can be on a page of talk that I can then win them. So as much as I can shout at Anna, I don't believe most people understand that Anna more than me. And for that reason, 
even if she wants to cry, she will follow me. Because I had to get to a place of understanding her to win her. Most people, again, when you get into a place of power, when you're known as um, Pastor Ibe, when you're known as Pastor Glody, when you're known as Pastor Corriday, Pastor Ashley, you've amounted a space where you can now say, I don't tolerate this. It's bullshit. The moment you start to do things like that, you, you've said to yourself, you're no longer running in such a way to win. Because my power and authority or growing power and authority should just give me more reason to be able to shape, in, be, be brought into a certain shape to win. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So now, when I say that these things does not mean compromise, I need you to know that Paul never compromised the standards set forth by leadership. Yeah? He never compromised that. What you shouldn't compromise are the standards that, lead, that leadership put, um, puts on you. He's not going to compromise that. Paul never compromised the standards set forth by leadership. But rather, look at the way Paul functioned. Paul rather was willing to forego traditions. And let's say familiar comforts in order to reach any audience. I want to say something, but I don't think it's morally right to say. Um, so I won't say. But when you grow, let me try and say in a different way. When you grow in your understanding of court. Okay, it's a private school. Thank God it's private, so I'll say this. You know, the church actually said before, if someone's gay, yeah, you're not going to accept them. Because they see directly in the law. Or, or in the words that that's unacceptable. So someone grew up in a certain background where if you see someone as gay, you want to stay away from them and all of these things. You see that person, their culture. You remember I quoted this on Thursday and I'll quote it again today. At some point they said, um, Christ had to say, you nullified the word of God by your traditions. You made it nothing because of your traditions. Remember what traditions are. It's the way you've been thinking. The way you behave because of the way you think. So how do you know someone that is making ground in winning? Remember what winning in scripture was, as we've seen, getting people. They are able to accommodate everybody. Paul didn't actually become a Jew. This is what I'm trying to say to you. Because if you read the scripture that Pastor Ibi read to us, he even said that he did not bring himself outside of Christ's law. In fact, one of the translations will say that he never lost his bearings in Christ. So he never actually became a Jew. He, when he says, I became like a Jew, what he was actually saying is that he made himself a person that can accommodate such people. He didn't become a Jew. So let me say it like this, because this will now sound funny or kind of rude. So I'm not saying become a gay to win a gay. <laughs> because that's what I'm thinking. Els is probably thinking, shit, what, what are you saying? Kida's just thinking, ah. No, what I'm saying is that for the sake of winning, you work on you. How? By denying you. Do you understand everything I've been saying? You deny yourself. Paul was willing to forego traditions. And he was willing, he was willing to put away with familiar comforts. 
in order to reach any to reach any audience if God cannot see that in you well family as funny as it may be if God cannot see that in you if I've said to Pastor Ashley you see as a mother you must not only be a leader of those who seems to respond to you female leadership is way more difficult for many reasons so I'm saying this to why well, I'm saying this publicly is because I need us to grow in the standard, the way I want every woman to think, the way not I but scripture, we want every woman, every man to think must be said. I said that if you are only going for people, yeah, that seem to always respond to you, there's a limit of reward you will get. The Bible says that look. The sheep does this and can produce this. But then the goats, when you learn how to deal with the goats, they will eventually bring the price of milk to you. And you see, the price of goat's milk is different, more expensive than what the sheep can provide you. Do you? Un- I wish uh, if I remembered that scripture, I would have told you to read it. But don't worry, we'll be going all over the place. So as a leader, how do I have to grow to responding. There was a time that I got to a place that I had my own standards. I remember saying to certain people, and I won't say it here because then their heads will get big, but I'll say to some people, no, if they're not willing to bend to what I'm saying, that's it. But in some cases, they are not even yet won. You have not yet won them. So I have to, so you know what I realized growing in leadership, having observed PT. There are certain things that PK can do that PT will address differently to if a Pastor Obi did it. Because he must know the person he's trying to win. You see, the problem with that, sheep who, don't, who have not been exposed to purpose and goal would then see it as your favoritizing, your favorite, um, favoritizing yeah? somebody else to another. So let's move on from that. So Paul understood that in order to reach people, if he's going to go to Athens, and we're going to use there as example, Acts 17, if he's going to win them, he must almost build himself to a place that he can accommodate them. Only then would he be able to speak to them. We get to a place where, again, because of the specificity of our call, we're brought to a place where we understand there's a need for us to change the elements of our approach as and when required. So sometimes if we say that we need to go to Belgium, if I send a Pastor Elohim there, Pastor Elohim, what is the, because I'm actually trying to show you the steps of winning. He must understand the people. And sometimes to understand the people, he has to change certain things of his approach because of his own standards. That's not me saying, if you want to win the poor, you become the poor. No. Do you understand what I'm saying? You bring yourself to understanding them, which is through studying them. And when he does that, he understands that for this person, I may have to change my approach because it's required here. This is posturing. This is real winning. So, you know, 
This is why, and I always used to fight Tom for this. This is why I said, you see a person that is sure, you know, someone that gets to a place and they feel like, oh, um, um, this is just the way I am. It's not good because you see what you see directly um, um, connected to that person. They don't have people because they're not, they're not able to bend past what they're comfortable with. You, I want you to know something about your father, Pastor Toby, our father. Left to him, he is someone that likes to stay in his own space. But when you look at him, he is a people's person. Why? Because naturally he's a people's person. No, I have a video of him saying that naturally he's not. But because he knows he needs to win this audience, he wears what the audience wears. You heard him recently using the terminology low-key. He doesn't care about that term. But it's becoming something so that he can win a certain audience. So imagine people, a woman set in her way, a man set in his way that says that this is just who I am. They don't have a people that makes them feel like, okay, I might need to know a bit about crypto. Because maybe if I talk in that lingo, I'll be able to win them. I may need to bend in this sense. Because maybe if I can do that, I can win them. So let's look at one example of Paul in Acts 17. Uh, maybe read, read from... Okay, let's use, let's just go back a bit. Read from verse 16. Look at the example of Paul. And then, like I've said, like I've started doing since Tuesday, all I'm doing is bringing proposals for, for our consideration. Then you make your choice. But I know that if I'm going to win a world, what the word does is that it makes you shapeshift. It makes you adaptable. So that you can win all kinds of people. Verse 16, read it for me. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. Yeah. So he reasoned in the synagogue with both Jews and God-fearing Greeks, as well as in the marketplace day by day with those who happened to be there. Did we see that Paul was um, in distress, right? Read verse 16 again. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. Paul is observing Athens, yeah? And according to him, rightly so, he was greatly distressed. Because what he sees here are idols. The world, Athens, the people of Athens at that time, do not consider the idols idols. They consider it God. So look, when you approach, it's like, sorry, I have to use the gay example again. It can distress you. But your goal is to win them. So there are things that you have to bend in. You have to accommodate to win them over to your side. If you remember on Wednesday when I was speaking to you, I was saying that the reason why you have to become influential, the reason why you have to become powerful is because in order to win someone, you must be able to persuade them. The reason why people are not one is because you have not, you're not powerful enough to persuade them. So verse 16, why I wanted us to go back to verse 16 is so that you can see how Paul sincerely felt about Athens. 
but carry on reading people think that what i'm trying to say now is go and win gay people that please don't i'm just trying to use an example go on verse 17 so he reasoned in the synagogue with both jews and god-fearing greeks as well as in the marketplace day by day with those who happened to be there yeah a group of epicurean and stoic philosophers began to debate with him some of them asked what is this babbler trying to say others remarked he seems to be advocating foreign gods you know when they said what is this babbler trying to say you know they weren't insulting Paul. He is speaking something that is strange to them. He says, others remarked, he seems to be advocating. The fact that we say that they said that he seems, is that they're still trying to consider what he's saying. He seems to be advocating. They're trying to understand what he's saying. He seems to be advocating foreign gods. They said this because Paul was preaching here. Yeah? They said this because Paul was preaching the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. Then they took him and brought him to a meeting of, of the Areopagus, where they said to him, May we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting. Look at this. So I want you to look at the way Paul operated. Keep this scripture here. Paul walked into Athens and he considered their religion you know let me tell you something yeah when you have you noticed that it's like we hear more of Christians Pastor Elihim was telling me about his cousin who his mum is a Christian but he's gone to jail and as expected he's been converted to the Islam faith have you noticed something key about Muslims, why they're able to win people who were formerly Christians. Have you noticed something? Two things. One, they project family better. And the system of God is that he takes the person that is by themselves and sets them in families. The second thing is, Muslims are, those that are more serious, and I know many of them use it just for points of argument. But most of them consider the Christian faith to be able to win you over. So I've forgotten the name. Um, um, what's the name of um, the Nation of Islam's leader? Huh? No, no, that was the former. The, Louis Farrakhan, thank you. Why was he such a great preacher? Why was he able to win so many people? He knows the Bible very well. Forget what I've just said in terms of he knows the Bible. He learnt them so that he can find opportunity to win them. So I'm actually trying to say to you today that the reason why we don't win the world, yeah, is because we're not deliberate enough. And we're a bit too occupied, so it makes us lazy to learn people. Because a Christian cannot deny themselves of their marriage. They are Christian, but they must be married. They are Christian and they must have children. They are Christian and they must have their work or their business that works for them. But like I've started off saying to you is that what makes you effective is the things you denied, even though you were entitled to. Are you following me today? 
all these things is what makes you effective. So why are other religions able to win people over? They're willing to learn you. They learn you to a place that they learn you more than you even know yourself so that they can get you into an opportunity. They get you into a chokehold that they're able to win you over. So I'm just thinking if there's a people who are willing. So if we say, okay, this is the island team. They sit down, they talk, they pray about their souls, they do whatever. But they're also willing to learn how the young people in Ireland work, how they operate. If you study their culture well enough, you will find opportunity to preach. Preaching may not always be you holding a mic, but you will introduce them to a way of building um, economic systems that is godly. Let's carry on reading, because if not, this will be too long. May we know. So he spoke to a place and he says, may we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting. They were now intrigued. They wanted to know the things that Paul was saying. This meeting, this place, another translation calls it Mars Hill, was a place where they, they, they argued certain thoughts and ideologies. That's the Areopagus place. This place was where they actually sit down and think upon ideas. And that's what they they bring out to their community. Now, they were willing to bring Paul there because Paul first considered their culture. And from that, found an opportunity to introduce his. Carry on reading for me. Go on. You are bringing some strange ideas to our ears. And we would like to know what they mean. They would like to know what they mean. So they, they got to a place, they didn't want to be ignorant of what he was saying. Paul, by, again, my emphasis is this, because now I'm actually, you know, today I made up my mind, I was going to have a meeting with just the leaders. But I said to myself that after what I saw, let me just leave it as that, after what I saw, I realized that God is still trying to show who the leaders are. So let's give this word wide and let's see who rises from it. Why has God take, given us time like this? Because we, and like I've been sharing with you, this is our function, outreach. How did we take Leicester? For a period of time, we had to have little groups there who were speaking to the people in Leicester. They, they had to be a Pastor Elohim, a Pastor Marion, and whoever, Pastor Marion, and all, whoever was speaking on a weekly basis to a small crowd. And it was from that that we were able to say, we can now do a big takeover. Look at Birmingham. I keep saying it. The word I spoke in the Birmingham takeover, yeah, was what I spoke in the Birmingham um, weekly service or whatever it was called. I can't, the revival centers. So you must have the process of investing. We put money to sow to get to know these people so that we can find opportunity to win them. And in case you have become such a selfish person that you're thinking, what does that mean? I want you to know that some of your prosperity, some of the things you're enjoying today, if it had not been that we had won a person, you may not have had it. I think about if we're looking at, for example, if I told Josh to go and get a car, yeah, if we did not first win him, there wouldn't be the car that we have now. Do you understand what I'm saying? So in case that these material things has made you become someone that's only aware of you, 
I want you to remember that everything that you are to enjoy in a nation came from winning somebody first. Winning them, spending on them, investing word, values, all of these things in them. If not, they will not, you will not even have. So I'm actually starting to understand more when PT says that your next level of seed is still in the soul that you have not reached. There's certain things we want to enter, but we cannot because it's still hidden in the person we failed to reach. And why did we stop reaching out? We became comfortable. We settled. And we were not willing to change approach as and when required because we felt that we've arrived. But I said to you, for those that are willing to hear, that we have not entered God's promise if it's anything short of nations. Doesn't matter if Tomo walks in today or Corriday walks in today and says, look, I've got 50 million. That is not God's promise. Because what God wants to exchange with sons are nations. Are you hearing me well, family? But let's keep, let's carry on reading that. I'm going to make you go to message, but read in this translation first. All the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. Yeah. Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus. Read this in the message. So you will see what Paul did. Paul established rapport with the Greeks. How? He actually commented, look, I want you to see how crafty and shrewd, because that's another conversation we will have to have when Christ said that you need to be as shrewd as them. He said you, you must be as innocent as doves, but as shrewd as snakes. Because that's the only way you're going to have to win someone. It's almost being crafty, persuasive. I know we don't like to I know we don't like to use this word, but in a certain way, even almost manipulative you have to make people see the way things really are so that you can introduce them to the world that you're saying that is coming Paul commented even on their devotion to their gods he said in this translation that he was even fascinated with the things he saw was he really verse 16 told us he was distressed but he was willing to bend to win them because I realized when I was speaking to you about mobilization last year, I said sometimes you can only win people according to the idol they worship. If someone really cares about their music, you'll, you will not be able to win them outside of music. You will have to use their idol to win them. So I made a comment yesterday that I need to repeat to you. That's why God dresses his men in mammon. Because the world's greatest idol is mammon. So some people are willing to hear and see PT more because mammon is what he's dressed with. But he uses that as a way to speak the message of life to them. For whoever is willing to hear and believe would then be saved. I really just feel that God is actually trying to break down to us the intensity and how deliberate we must be. How intelligent we must be with winning souls and he starts off with making sure or helping us to ask the questions if we're just about us because if we're just about us you see all this rambling i'm going on about what will happen is that you choose not to believe wherever you are today 
is where you'll be left at. And you'll see other people emerge because purpose, if I wanted to do something financially, my head knows who I will ask because these are the finance guys. Purpose will beat past the people that you know should be able to do it. So what I mean by that is purpose is able to raise new PAs, able to raise new um, um, pastoral leaders, able to raise new financiers because purpose makes everything happen. Now you have to sit down and say that I am not content where I am. I'm not going to settle before, I'm not going to feel like I'm this and settle before time. So that God doesn't have to raise another person in place. Look at what the Bible says at verse 22. Go on. So Paul took his stand in the open space at the Areopagus and laid it out for them. It is plain to see that you Athenians take your religion seriously. He commended them for taking their religion very seriously. So I was trying to say this. Why you have to hear this is um, I was asking um, Ibe if it's correct that you can call or describe London as um, cosmopolitan, right? It's because of London that sometimes we struggle to understand the scripture. You know there's certain places in this world that their laws are governed by their religion. So I remember when me and Pastor Ashley went to Dubai, it doesn't matter how hot you think you are. You must dress appropriately to their laws, which is pushed, driven by their religion. Again, it's hard to see this in London because in London, everything is accommodated. So what I'm trying to say here is that he was actually admiring or he was, he was commenting on their structure. He says, I can see that you take your religion very seriously. He was, he was, he was commenting on everything that was Athens. Athens. Now look at what he said next. Go on. When I arrived here the other day, I was fascinated with all the shrines I came across. Again, how did he, when he saw it, what did he, he was distressed. But now he's going to have to play a funny way and say, look, I was fascinated. I saw everything that you've done. And then I found one inscribed or I was fascinated with all the shrines. Go on. And then I found one inscribed to the God nobody knows. Yeah. I'm here to introduce you to this God so you can, so you can worship intelligently, know who you're dealing with. So you see how he found opportunity to introduce his God. He actually told them that who you're worshipping, he, he ran on the fact that they don't know. And he said, oh, you know what you don't know? I know him and I'm going to tell you. And that's why they were willing to hear. This is just an example of Paul did not take the world by external miracles because people think it was because of all the different powers. No, what made him very effective? What made him take a quarter of the world, of the known world? His denial. The things he was able to deny himself of. The mindset he was willing to deny himself of. The approach he was willing to deny himself of so that he can accommodate people gave him opportunity to preach. I can give you many examples. There was times that he'd find in loopholes. Thank you, sir. There was times that Paul did not, he did not, 
he did not honor any of his credentials. But when he found the need to tell them that I'm a citizen of Rome, so that he can find opportunity to preach, he brought out that card. So this is what I'm saying. You have to use. So for, for us now, most people may not be attracted to someone sitting down with the mic preaching. But what does God do? He speaks to you. And he gives you a work that reaches people. Now, people are drawn to you. And I, I had to tell Keith, in case he's too big, for he, he, he's esteeming himself more than he should. I had to ask Keith, there are people looking for you for property, for crypto. Show me your results that you're showing them. Why is it that people just feel like they need to draw to you? Do we have a picture of one successful property deal yet? Do we? No. But why is it that people keep throwing six figures at him? The authority given to you because of the word. The word gave you value. How do we know that? Why were people not looking for you the same way before you came to the nation? You were doing property there. Guess what? You even had proof then of deals that you did. But why was money not thrown at you? You tried. So I'm actually trying to show you that this word gives you an authority, gives you a power to reach a world. Now, when you get into that world space, it's your understanding, having an aptitude of learning there, considering people, denying yourself, that will give you room to start accommodating people. You'll be able to start onboarding people. So one of the things I wanted to say, should I have had the leaders uh, meeting today, is that when I used to say to the new gen leaders that your community units, what we had as community units, will be your businesses. I'm saying that's what you need to be going full force into now. Whatever you're doing is what's helping you accommodate people in various ways. And you're doing that, understanding them, looking for the one opportunity to speak because that's how powerful the word is. The word doesn't need you speaking it endlessly. The word is sharper than any double-edged sword. It's able to penetrate between soul and spirit. You will speak the word. You will leave a witness, a seed with people. And they will go and fight with it. Some people, that word will lead them back to jail. And then they will realize and come out and they will realize that the only, res the only place they can go back to is here. That's why I've said to you that every single person, including the Josh Wamby guy, yeah, that is in JD that we're going to find him, yeah, he's going to come back here. Why? There's nowhere else to go. And we believe how powerful the word, I shouldn't have called his first and surname, innit? But, because this is going on SoundCloud, make sure it goes on SoundCloud. This word is that powerful. So I've looked at people and I said, this girl is still one of our island soldiers. How is it that she got ordained by PT? You think PT is erratic? Ordained by PT and shortly after she just left. No. Everything she's doing, she's gaining influence and she's in debt to God's house. And when the time is ready, she will come with everybody. That's what's going to happen. It will look like all these things will happen overnight. But you would see that God was finding in a strategic way. He was sowing seeds. And you have to leave it to harvest for a while. And then there will be a family that will have to hold position. Not break. 
until these people have to, because as far as we remain visible, these people will know that they have no choice but to come here. So I want to introduce the Wealth family. I want to introduce you to the works we're going to be doing across the United Kingdom. I told you at the beginning of the year that um, a lifetime has gone round. We're back there. The works we're going to be doing in the nations. You must believe. And one of the key things, I told you that the words that I wanted us to focus on, maybe go back to 1 Corinthians 9 and let me wrap up with this. Read from about 21. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law. Though I am not free from God's law, but I'm under God. But I'm under Christ's law. Yeah. So as to win those not having the law. To the weak I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people. I have become all things to all people. So you see, one of the things, if we was really going to get into it, I would have started speaking to you about the word become. This is the reason why I needed you to understand how powerful this scripture is. Because tying everything up now, and this is how I'll start to round up. You understanding the specificity of your core makes you understand how far you can go. You relinquishing yourself of certain rights gave you certain rights before God. So for example, it was David knowing that the core over his life was that he must account for every sheep to his father at the end of every day. Was what made him know that at some point, I may have started my day as a shepherd, but when the lion and the bear came, I had to become a warrior. The understanding of his core made him understand that there was limits. The understanding of his core broke limits in his mind. In this modern day, what does that mean? When you really start shepherding, you will start understanding the fight financially. Because when you don't have people you have to feed, when you don't have people that you have to help provide a shelter for, you won't have the needs to fight financially at a certain level. Do you understand what I'm saying? But as a shepherd, if you truly, I taught this when we had the City of David service, um, um, in one apartment where PT preached when I was wearing the Dior top and bottom I said to you that it was along the way of being a shepherd that David became a warrior so how would I know when Ibi's really entering a, a role of being a real shepherd the understanding that this she has to be a leader to young people there will be certain situations that the word will bring you to that provokes the God, the God side of you A normal human being cannot beat a lion and a bear, especially a boy. Please, can we just rid ourselves of that bullshit? A normal lion being, a a normal human being is not going to grab. Do you know how strong a lion is? Do you know how strong a bear is? They are made to be stronger than the human being. They are made that way. But how did he kill them? He got to a place, and this is where I want you to understand. The word provokes you to a place that it evokes, it calls out of you, your God gene. You start to do things 
that is not human. You know, people used to say, like, I remember when we were going to Ireland, and because Grayson, it was it Beryl that couldn't, um, they couldn't be bothered to run because that run was long, though. To be fair on them, even I was tired. And you get there, and they're trying to say that these people won't come with you. And for us, we're just saying, we will hold this plane. Those are things that you should be arrested for. At that moment, you're a terrorist. But we will hold the plane. Basically, we understand that for what we need to do, everything has to fall for us. So I was speaking to Sharon the other day. I said, as a pastor, you don't, look, you don't, you don't start to feel bad about situations. You, as a pastor, you understand you stay in a position knowing that the wall that seems impenetrable will crumble eventually because of core. That's what I'm trying to say. Why I know you will grow financially is because at some point, the word is just going to keep provoking you. Let me tell you how the word provokes you. The word makes you feel like you want to give. Yeah? You give. Then you realize you're on zero. But you have a debt of 250k still. Yeah? What happens then is that it provokes the God in you to show forth. You start to create new things. Your, the limitations of your mind breaks and God comes out of that situation so the word keeps that's why I was trying to say on Thursday that the word is a, it, it's a provoking thing the word is what tells you to give and you're thinking okay when I gave I thought money was going to come no, he's, the giving is only to bring out God in you so I used to think to myself there are people around me that I want them to grow financially. And I thought, okay, let me just include them in financial talks. No. The word will provoke them. How would it provoke them? They will be there hearing me talking about another person doing finances. And they will keep hearing that word until they're provoked. That provocation will lead them to a place of them creating eventually. Because it's not about if it's Elohim. It's purpose. If purpose finds corridate, as the one able to financially provide, it's Corriday we're having that conversation with. So I have become all things to all men. My role of shepherding, my role of wanting to win all, if it needs to make me a politician, I will become. Do you understand that? These are the things that God commits to us as the world family, that if we understand this, if we're careful to observe these things, this year won't pass us without us reaching certain heights financially. This year won't pass us without us reaching our 5,000 um, souls data that we're trying to reach. Nothing will stop us. But if we're going to stay religious and contained, when you don't take the responsibility of your core, if you don't believe it's your duty. So actually, I want to say this as well. No, you know how you're going to make yourself broke? Do you know how you're going to remain the person that's begging others for money? If you, what's the word? Give the responsibility of certain things to other people. Yeah? If there's financial targets and you say to yourself, oh, that's someone else's task. No, I don't care. Someone came yesterday and they gave their seed and I said, look, they were saying, oh, it might be small. I'm thinking your mates can't do this. But you see, it's good that you see it as small. It's, the word for it is not small. You understand it as being seed. 
I need to grow to a place where I can call a million seed, not harvest. Then it can continue. So I want to say to the family, now it's every single one of us across all the houses. It's us taking up that responsibility. For those who are leading the way in certain things, whether it be financially, it's for us to hold that position well. And how do we hold that position well? Remain a person that is out to win people. If you have finances, you understand that that finances wasn't to dress you was to maybe go and provide the, the, the flights and the accommodations for people. Souls, it feels like you're throwing it away. But you see what you're doing there? You are aligning with purpose. Then when purpose says that we need to help Pastor Toby with 10 million, maybe for a presidential campaign, God won't look far, but look to you because he knows that he can channel purpose through you. You must look at your finances and call it purpose. You must look at your houses, all the houses, and call it purpose. You must call your cars, whatever it is, you must call it purpose. Your clothes, you must call it purpose. Because what made Paul established as an apostle were the things he denied himself of. Don't forget that. And in becoming that shepherd, David proving his calling was him fighting for the cause of the sheep. Him showing that he was the shepherd of Israel was him taking the 400 distressed men and making them mighty men because of purpose. So what I want to see in the year and what I want to see in my life is I want to see the many things I can become because of how much I take my role of pastoring, shepherding serious. I want to win all people and to win all people I know that I will have to become. Do you understand these things, well, family? I want, I want, I'm going to leave us to worship again just so that we can think about the words. There's been many words and I hope you've taken the role of a shepherd. Again, the goal is not to become businessmen, but along the way we will have the best businesses because the goal is the reconciliation of all things back to God. The goal is to win people. Soul winning cannot be something that we kill off. And what words like this morning does for us is to put more attention to soul winning. The details, the things we must do, the changing of approach as and when required. Are you hearing me? So this year we're going to get, we're going to worship for a bit. Then I'll come back and start to give practical instructions for Hope 22 and all. And then we'll close. So when you're ready. Just for about three or so minutes, every house, every person.